And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the bodacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a thrilling detective episode of Richard Diamond, starring Dick Powell from 1952. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Yanni must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Michael Jackson than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Yanni. Hi, Yanni. Where are you calling from? Hi, I am in uh, Northbridge. Terrific. Glad you called in, and we're excited to have you on Hollywood 360. Yes, welcome to the show. Hi, Carl. Hi, Lisa. I love your show. Thank thank you. you. Are you a first-time caller? Yes. Oh, terrific. Well, we're going to be talking a little Michael Jackson. He was born in August of 1958. And he died in June of 2009 at the age of 50. Wow. So his life was cut much too short. Yes. So here is your first statement, Carl. This is either true or false. Am I going first? You're going first, Carl. Okay. All right. Um, Michael Jackson's father, Joseph Jackson, was a boxer. He was a boxer. Is that true? He used or to false? box those kids around a little bit. That's for sure. No, I no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, was he a boxer? I'm going to say that's. Nah, I'm going to say false. Okay, Yanni, is he right? I think so. I agree with him. Okay, well, you shouldn't agree with Carl ever, never, ever, (laughs) because Carl is not right, as usual. It is true. He absolutely was a boxer, Joseph Jackson. All right, well, it's a good start. So, Yanni, the Jackson 5 received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1980. Is that true or false? Um, I think it's a true. True. Carl, 1980. The huh? Jackson 5 in um, I'm going to agree with Yanni. I say well, it's... that's a good bet because yeah. Yanni knows her stuff. That is absolutely correct. All Great right. job, Yanni. Yeah. All right. She's got you on the We're board, tied. Carl. We're tied. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, yes. after signing a $5 million deal with Coca-Cola, he got severely burned while filming a commercial for them. Is that well, true or false? I don't think it was Coca-Cola. I think it was Pepsi. Mm. Well, so, all I'm asking for is true or so false. So I'm going to say that that's false gotcha. because he did get burned and all that, but I don't think it was Coca-Cola. Okay, Pretty Yanni, sure it was Pepsi. is he right? Um, I think he's right. He is right this time. That is absolutely right. It is Pepsi, and wow. it did cause 
burns <laughs> on his face and his scalp. Yeah. So you guys are making a good team here. Wow, I'll say. I'll say. <laughs> Yanni, <laughs> Michael Jackson yeah. invented a new type of shoe, which allows him to defy gravity. Huh. Is that true or false? I think, yeah, I think that's true. Wow, really? Um, A shoe. I'm going to say false. I don't think he did a created a shoe. Okay, Yanni is absolutely right. Oh my goodness, here you go, Yanni. <laughs> he absolutely did that, um, and he patented that design, so really? he has used those Here's in many of his, uh, in his videos. So. I'm used to this sound. This is a yeah. sound that I, I hear this in my sleep. You know? I bet you do. Yeah. So Yanni's uh, She's winning. She's up one. She's up. Here we yeah. go. Carl, Yes. Michael Jackson loves spiders. He loves spiders? Well, I don't know. It's tr- it's either true or false. I'm asking Michael you. Michael Jackson loves spiders. I'm going to say false. Yanni? Um, um, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, let, let's, um, I think I'm agree with, uh, I'm going to agree with uh, Carl. Are you false. sure, Yanni? Because I think I mentioned <laughs> earlier that you shouldn't do that. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, well, I was trying to help you out, but Michael Jackson does love spiders. Really? He's famous for loving spiders. I didn't know because that. He owned multiple tarantulas. I thought on his he liked farm. monkeys. He likes other things as well, but uh. he is famous for owning uh, tarantulas and he loves his spiders. Wow. Okay. So Yanni's still up one, and yes. this is our final question. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yanni, okay. before his death, yeah. Michael Jackson was preparing for his comeback concert off the wall. Is that true or false? I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true also. Well, it's not true. Oh, really? It's called This oh, Is really? It. That oh, was his final it. tour, not She's Off so the Wall. She's so sneaky. Well, it's... that's not the same thing. So sneaky. So Yanni is the winner here. Yeah, She's definitely she up one. And you creamed him, Yanni. Wow, Yanni. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> she did it. She beat yeah, the host. It was fun. You were... <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. Make sure you call back again. You're going to win a four-CD set. Of the Twilight Zone radio dramas, Yanni. Thanks so much for Thank playing the game. Thank you for calling in. You Thank were a you. great Thank player. Thank you so much. Oh, it's great Thank having you. you. All right, when we come back, Richard Diamond, private detective. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, I have a very, 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 three varies, Lisa, special announcement. Our executive producer, Mike Costella, has made an executive decision. You ready for this? I'm ready. August 8th, that's next week, next Monday, will be the first Radio Rarities podcast sent out to all of our classic radio club members and all of our podcast, Hollywood 360 podcast subscribers. And that's going to happen every week. So tell us first how to sign up for the podcast. All right. So if you just want the Hollywood 360 podcast sent to you each and every week, which comes on a Monday, so the full five-hour show, links never expire. But now we're going to add, we're adding the Radio Rarities to that. So you will get the full five-hour show plus Radio Rarities. That is, uh, you can sign up for that. It's only $5.99 a month. Go to Hollywood360radio.com. Hollywood360radio.com. Very top of the website. 
there's how you can sign up to either um, the um, you can get the uh, free newsletter right. or the Hollywood 360 podcast right at the top of the website. Now, if you're a Classic Radio Club member or you want to be a Classic Radio Club member, this also will be sent to you, the Radio Rarities Now. Just go to ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. Sign up, and of course, with the club, you get even more things. So, uh, yeah, August 8th, Monday, August 8th, everyone that is a podcast subscriber and everyone that is a Classic Radio Club member, you will start receiving our new podcast, Radio Rarities, and tell everyone about it. Also, I just want to mention, during the week, I will post on Facebook all the information so that if you miss that, we'll give you specific instructions about Radio Rarities and how to sign up and a little more information about the podcast. So that will be coming during the week on Facebook. So make sure to check out our Facebook page this week at Hollywood 360 Radio, and we'll give you more information about the podcast and how to sign up. Yeah, I'm really excited because this is really cool. It's a fun new podcast. Carl Shadow is writing it. Lisa and I are co-hosting it, and we take a very unusual classic radio show and we um, break it all down we totally dissect it uh, dissect it talk about it all of the background information why this happened why the show had this happen to it and or whatever. why it's so rare and unique. yeah so that and, makes it really um, outstanding yes and I will take all the credit for coming up with the title radio you Rarities. did come up with this one yes usually I, don't but this time <laughs> you did <laughs> We were going back and forth, we were. weren't we? Well, we, It was driving us crazy. Yeah, we finally settled on one we both appreciated. <laughs> we're like, what are we going to call this show? We finally decided Radio Rarities. And you're going to love it, folks. As I say, uh, next Monday, August 8th, right. you will start receiving it. All right, time now for Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Dick Powell starred as uh, Richard Diamond. This was a series created by the legendary Blake Edwards, and um, Diamond was an awesomely funny detective. He would sing on the show, and he was lighthearted, but when it got to be rough and tumble, he knew how to use his fists. A great series, one of the best. It was really enjoyable. Ran on NBC Radio from 1949 all the way to 1953. We have an episode uh, that was on ABC, because the last couple of years it went to ABC, This is called The Eddie Burke Case, February 8th, 1952. Here's Dick Powell now as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. The makers of Camel Cigarettes present Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Now we bring you another transcribed adventure with Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Diamond Detective Agency, you spent the dime, you named the crime. Oh, no. Hi, Helen. Hi. Rick, what kind of a slogan is that? You spent the dime, you named the crime. Well, it only applies to people calling from phone booths, dear. Uh, well, I'm not calling from a phone booth. Hmm. Then you have no right to judge the merits of my slogan. Hmm. This is logic? Dear, you worry about your millions and I'll worry about my slogans. 
Oh, uh, how is your bulging little bank account these days? Healthy, which is more than I am. I have a cold. Why, you poor kid. Sure, I'll let you take me to dinner tonight. That should make you feel better. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I seem to remember a past generation where the men took the women to dinner. I suppose you never heard of that arrangement. No, but it does sound novel. Shall we try it? Love to. Good. I have two cents in my pocket. Beat me in front of the corner drugstore and I'll blow you to a stick of gum. Oh, Rick. On second thought, we'll split a stick of gum and save the other penny for entertainment. Mm. All right. I'll take you to dinner. Well, if you insist. I'll meet you in your wallet at seven, dear. Bring your own cough drops. We'll have a... Wow. I do believe a living creature has wandered into my emporium. Client? I think I put it more elegantly, but why quibble? See you at seven. Bye. Bye. Diamond? That's right. I'm Eddie Burke. Glad to know you, Mr. Burke. Eddie Burke. That's me. Uh, you said that before. <sighs> well? Well, what? Diamond, you know why I'm here. Don't stall. Sorry, pal, but I can't seem to remember who you are or why you're here. Should I? What is this, a game? Just hand over the package. <laughs> You've been paid. I have? Well, that's news to my bank account. Now, Diamond, don't get smart with me. Where's the package? Now, take it easy, Burke. Let's get something straight. If you'd like to hire me and pay a hundred a day, then I'll humor you and pretend to know what you're talking about. I have loads of screwy clients. But if you expect me to listen to your wild talk for free, start walking. I don't think I like this. Well, that's tough. No, I don't think I like this at all. Well, that... Oh. Well, I'm not sure I like that gun either. <laughs> then we're even. And now no more stalling. Hand me the package. All right. Only first you tell me where I find it. Okay. Okay, so you play it cozy. You plan to cash in on it yourself, huh? Burke, either this is someone's idea of a bad joke or you're a pretty mixed-up guy. What makes you think I should have a package that belongs to you? Casey got scared. Casey? Yeah, she decided the package would be safer with a private cop. She says she paid you a thousand to keep it till I came for it. Well, all I can say is that Casey should never go near a lie detector. I never heard of her. Or you or your package. So put that gun back in your pocket and beat it, huh? <clears throat> You're pretty cool, Diamond. Only, uh, Casey, don't lie. You open the package. You know what it's worth. Pal, you're so fine. Stand up. Oh. Up, Diamond. Oh, suit yourself. Uh, Diamond, <clears throat> I'm not gonna kill you unless I have to. Glad to hear it. Now, suppose now, you... don't talk big. You'll be seeing me again real soon, only next time I contact you, you won't get off so easy. When you come to, if you're smart... You'll get that package and have it waiting for me. Now, keep your hands up. Hi. Burke, you're making a big... Oh, it isn't fun getting a face full of cold steel. Your eyes seem to fly back into your head, and by the time they bounce into position again, you're not seeing out of them. But in my business, things like this happen so often, I go to the blood bank once a week for a refill. I don't know how long I was out, but when I came to, I made the mistake of dragging myself to the wash basin and looking in the mirror. Oh. I looked like a bad dream trying to qualify as a nightmare. And then I got mad. I decided I wouldn't wait for Eddie Burke to come and see me. I'd rather find him first. 
I put my hat on what was left of my head, picked up my car from the garage, and headed downtown to the 5th Precinct and Lieutenant Walt Levinson. Hi, Francie Pants. How's it? Wow. What happened to your kisser? No, that's a new disguise, Walt. I'm posing as a pound of hamburger. Nice work. You even got the ketchup. Hmm. No kidding, Rick. What gives? Well, a guy by the name of Eddie Burke must be a frustrated plastic surgeon. Well, he's not frustrated anymore. What caused it, Rick? Uh, it beats me. Burke came in, acted like I should have a package that belonged to him. Or maybe he thought you were a Chinese laundry. Very funny. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. You crack some more like that and I might. <laughs> Come on, let's get back to Burke. Well, I didn't know what package he was talking about and told him so. He thought I was lying and went to work on my face. Well, cheer up. It's an improvement. Hmm. Bless your brass buttons and head. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, this was supposed to be a warning of what would happen next time Burke contacts me. What's he going to do, make weekly visits or something? Oh, no, no, nothing chummy like that. He just promised to look me up once more for the package. I see. Well, what brings you down here? You come to cry on my shoulder or fill out an assault charge against Burke? Neither, you sympathetic soul, you. <laughs> just thought you might know something about this Burke guy. I'd like to look him up and play some more games. I'll bet. Well, we've had Eddie Burke down here a few times. I'll get his file. Yeah. What's his racket? He was sent up on a counterfeiting rap several years ago. Before that, he was mixed up in about every... Yeah, here we are. Here's his folder. Good. It's a big one, isn't it? I'm going to look at a list of his friends. He said a gal named Casey told him I had the package. Casey? Never heard of him with a girl by that name. Oh, sure. She's the lad with the bat. What bat? The one she struck out with. Struck out? What are you talking about? You remember Casey at the bat? Yeah, but that was a man. That. Oh, dear. Look at the file. The only name you'll find connected with Burke is Manny Warren. Manny Warren? Oh. When was Manny mixed up with Burke? On that counterfeiting rap. They couldn't prove anything against Manny, so we let him go. You think he might know where Burke is now? It's hard to say. Manny's been running a big garage over on 71st. The address there in the folder. Yeah. Well, that seems to be the only lead. Here. You know, that package Burke lost and thinks you might have. Thought that was important, huh? Important enough to bash my head in. Why? I'm just thinking. When Eddie was picked up, we never found the plates he was making the phony dough from. Chances are he hit him. You think the plates might be in the package? Could be. Only I still can't figure out why this Casey dame say she gave him to you. Well, neither can I, Fatty. But I'll try and find out. See you later. I drove across town and located Manny Warren's big garage. From the looks of the place, Manny had come a long way from his counterfeiting days with Eddie Burke. There were several trucks inside, but just one man. A beefy-looking character pounding out a dent in one of the truck fenders. I walked over to him. Say, buddy. Hey. Hey. Huh? Oh. Is the boss around? Who wants to know? That's a silly question. I want to know. Maybe he is, maybe he ain't. What do you want to see him about? I'd like to hire a truck. My relatives are coming in town for a sightseeing tour. Huh? Oh, skip it. Where's Manny? You tell me who you are, maybe I'll tell him you're here. Boss don't like to be interrupted all the time. Hmm. Okay, okay, we'll play it your way. Tell him Richard Diamond wants to see him. Richard Diamond? You the private eye? The private black eye at the moment. Snap it up, huh? Okay, I'll hey, tell Bill, you. Bill, on that blue car, you'd better... Ah. Hello, Manny. Well, Diamond. I haven't seen you around for quite some time. I bet you've been heartsick. Yeah. 
What brings you down here? Eddie Burke. Eddie, yeah. Uh, okay, Bill, get back to work. Yeah, yeah. Come on in the office, Diamond. Sit down. I'm not tired. About Eddie. What about him? You seen him lately? Uh-uh. Well, what I want with a punk like Eddie? You were pals once. I'm glad you said once, Diamond. That was seven years ago. I run a legitimate business now. So it seems. You must have made plenty off that counterfeit money to start a place like this, Manny. Yeah, just watch yourself, Diamond. They proved Eddie was mixed up in the queer money, not me. Uh, let's skip the small talk. You know of any place Eddie might be staying? As like I say, it's been a long time since I knew Eddie. He had a girl back then, though. Maybe he still runs around with her. Was her name Casey by any chance? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Nancy Casey. She might be listed in the phone book. Uh, she might be. I'll take a look anyway. I'm sorry that's all the help I can give you, Shamus. You look it. Yeah, yeah, don't I? I'll drop around again sometime, though. Always glad to see a familiar face. You want to talk about uh, radio's who's who of actors on this show? You have, obviously, Dick Powell in this episode. You have John Daner there. You have Virginia Gregg, William Conrad, and Jeanette Nolan. Can you get a better cast of characters in a radio? Oh, also, Alan Reed, who was the mm -hmm. voice of Fred Flintstone. He's Walt Levinson. I mean, come on. That's, that doesn't get any better than that. We're listening to Richard Diamond, Private Detective, The Eddie Burke Case, February 8th, 1952. And, uh, of course, Dick Powell is amazing as Richard Diamond, Private Detective, in a series created and written by Blake Edwards. I mean, that it, doesn't, it really doesn't get any better than that. We'll get back to Richard Diamond in a flash. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, this is Hollywood 360, and we are listening to Richard Diamond, Private Detective, one of the greatest uh, detective series of all time. And you know, Lisa, uh, Blake Edwards, he was writing a lot of uh, radio, and when NBC and the producers of this series went to him and said, we'd love you to create a very cool detective around Dick Powell. And here's why. Because Dick Powell at the time, just prior to this series going on the air in 1949, he had starred in a movie called Murder My Sweet for RKO Pictures. And on that uh, and in that movie, he played Philip Marlowe. Mm -hmm. So he played that character of Philip Marlowe, you know, a tough private eye in the movies. 
And then all of a sudden, people were taking notice to him because he really was this Busby Berkeley um, singer. He was in all those movies, you know, where he would sing. And he wasn't really thought of as an actor or any kind of a detective type. And for some reason, and I don't really know why, he was cast in Murder, My Sweet. And he did such a great job. The movie was a big box office hit. And so... People were like, hey, this guy, he's a good-looking guy, he can sing, and he can act, he can play a detective. And so NBC was looking for the right person for this role, and they thought, let's cast him, and they did. And he just, you know, owned this show. I mean, he was fabulous in this in this part. And then at the end of all the episodes, he would sing a song. You know, and Blake Edwards said, well, let's have him sing, too. I mean, it's Dick right, Powell. As long as, I mean, you do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also a great whistler. He mm-hmm. sang, he whistled, I right. should say, the theme, Leave It to Love, at the beginning and end of the shows. He, That's him. That's, that's him, Dick Powell right. singing. Um, then this series moved to television, and he figured, you know, I can't play the role. I'm too old to play the role, but I'll produce it. So he, Dick Powell, his company four star productions four star television produced the tv version of richard diamond mm-hmm. private detective but they cast david jansen and that aired from 1957 until 1960 david jansen of course became a huge star with the fugitive but this was his first tv show richard diamond private detective and mary tyler moore often was the secretary and you only saw her legs on the TV show. Mary Tyler Moore was her first TV gig, but you didn't see her face. Right. You only saw her legs. Now, that so, wouldn't happen anymore. No, no, <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, Dick Powell was just great as Richard Diamond. And we're listening to an episode uh, called The Eddie Burke Case, February 8th, 1952. Here's the conclusion. I left Banny's garage and headed for a phone booth. In the book, I found a listing for a Miss Nancy Casey. The address turned out to be a run-down apartment building on the west side. But there was nothing run-down about the girl who answered my knock. She stood in the doorway with her head tilted as if to say, What can I do for you? Only the hard look in her eyes seemed to say, Don't get ideas, bud. And her mouth? All it said was, Well? Are you Nancy Casey? Uh Uh-uh. Nancy's out. I'm a roommate. Do you expect her back soon? Yeah, she shouldn't be long. Who are you? Well, just a friend of hers. Mind if I come in and wait? I guess not. Oh, thanks. I was just making some coffee. Well, smells good. Sit down, I'll get you a cup. Cream and sugar? Oh, yes, thank you. Tell me, do you uh, know many of Nancy's friends? A few. Why? Well, Nancy and I have a mutual friend. I'd like to get in touch with him. Oh, Here's your coffee. Thanks. The friend's name is Eddie Burke. Oh, yeah. I heard Nancy speak of him. Your coffee all right? Huh? (sighs) Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, Nancy talks about this Burke guy a lot. You ever come up to see her? Oh, once or twice. I was always out, though. (sighs) Nancy should have been here before this. You have a date with her? Oh, not exactly. She goes out with a lot of guys. Me, I like to stay home. Read a lot. Well, to each his own. Do you read a lot? Only bubblegum wrappers. I read heavy stuff. Historical novels. Uh, Good for you. You want some more coffee? No, uh, no, that's plenty. (sighs) 
sort of hot in here, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. <sighs> Real hot. It'll get hotter, Mr. Diamond. Diamond? How did you know my name? <laughs> Your picture's been in the paper. Like I say, I read a lot. You getting tired? Uh, yeah, I... Oh, no. Oh, yes. The coffee. Shouldn't take long. Mm. You dropped your cup, Mr. Diamond. Oh, you shouldn't try and get up. Mm. That drug takes effect fast. You just tire yourself. You... You Casey? That's right. I'm Nancy Casey. Find it hard to stay on your feet, Diamond? My... My head, I... Ah. You what? You can't even stand straight. <laughs> the big, strong detective. It was a long, peaceful sleep. I kept having a falling sensation like I was floating down into a dark well. Only there was no bottom. My head felt light, and finally, I don't know how much later, I, I seemed to stop floating. My senses came back, and I remembered Casey and the cup of coffee. And then I heard the pounding. At first, it sounded far away, but it got louder. I felt something in my hands. I tried to focus on it as the pounding continued. It was my gun. Then I heard the voice. Open up! Police! Open up! I looked across the room, but I didn't like what I saw. Eddie Burke was propped up in a chair, and there were two bullet holes in his head, and chances were the bullets had come from my gun. Come on, open up, Redlands! The police! And now, back to Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. I opened the door of Nancy Casey's apartment and admitted Lieutenant Walt Levinson homicide. And he had good reason to be there, for Eddie Burke was certainly a case for homicide. I brought Walt up to date, told him about Casey drugging me and my finding the gun in my hand. It's a good thing Walt was my friend. He believed me. Well, Rick, it's been quite a day. Slugging, drugging. Now it looks like somebody's trying to frame you, but good. Yeah. What brought you here anyway, Walt? Anonymous phone call. Rick, somebody went to a lot of trouble to make it look like you killed Burke. Who was it? Casey Dame? Yeah, but I don't think she's in this alone. Who else? Manny Warren. Oh, Joe Legit, huh? How do you figure him in? Uh, when I got here, Nancy Casey was expecting me. I was watching her when she fixed that coffee. I didn't see her slip in the drug. That means the drug was already in the cup. Well, what's that got to do with... Oh, oh, you think Mandy tipped her off that you were coming over, huh? Well, who else? Besides you, he's the only one who knew I was looking for her. Well, what are we waiting for? Come on, let's have a talk with uh, Warren. No, no, no. You let me do it, Walt. You'll be busy here for a while anyway, and we'll have to prove Manny did it, not just accuse him. Okay, okay, you can give it a try. Only look, Bright Eyes, until you find out why Burke was killed and just how those characters all fit together, you're going to be on the spot. I still have to report it was your gun that killed Burke. 
Commissioner might not be happy when he hears I let you go. Well, you hold off the commissioner, Walt. You should be used to that by now. I left the apartment and drove across town back to Manny Warren's garage. But I still couldn't figure the tie-in. Nancy Casey had lied to Burke, told him I had the package he was looking for. Then she drugs me and Burke is killed. And somewhere in this mess, Manny Warren was involved. But how? I quit thinking about that as I parked in front of the garage and went inside. Bill, the beefy character, was still the only man around. Ah, you back again? Either I am or you've got bad eyes. Tell Manny I want to see him. He ain't here. Besides, it's closing time. Beat it. Now, look, pal, don't make with a runaround. Where's Manny? I said he ain't here. You got no right coming in here after closing time. I got half a mind to throw you out. You try it, and I'll scatter your half mind all over this floor. Why, you... Now, where's Manny Warren? Let go. Let go of me. You're choking me. Manny ain't here, I tell you. Maybe he's home. Where's home? I don't know. Now, where's home? I, I don't know, I tell you. Maybe... That's him now. Okay. Enter the office and answer it. And if it is Manny, ask him where he is. And don't try anything or I'll make you look like I feel. Manny ain't gonna like it. Oh, shut up. Just answer that phone and hold the receiver up so I can hear too. Uh, hello? Bill, this is Casey. Is Manny there? No. No, he ain't. Well, I'll try his home then. If he should come in, though, tell him I found a place I'll be staying in for a while. I'm registered at the Carter Hotel as Nancy Collins. You got that? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Well, that's as good as Manny's address. Come on, Bill. Well, you think you're taking me? To that closet over there. That'll keep you out of the way temporarily. Oh, no, you don't. I dragged Bill into the closet, locked it, and then headed for the Carter Hotel. Nancy Casey could clear up a lot of questions, and I was in a good mood to play Quizmaster. She was in room 312, and I took the elevator to the third floor. Then I reached her room, but before I could knock... I tried the door. It was locked. I threw my weight against it. I tried again, and the door flew open. No, it was quite a sight. Nancy Casey was writhing on the floor with a knife in her back. There was an open window, and climbing out of it onto the fire escape was Manny Warren. I scrambled after him. I was too close, and Manny knew it. He didn't try and run. Instead, he aimed a kick at my face as I climbed onto the fire escape. Diamond, I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Diamond, I'll... Manny Warren took a long trip down. I went back into the room. Nancy Casey was in a bad way, and I phoned for an ambulance. Oh, it hurts... Diamond, it hurts. Take it easy, honey. Tried to kill me, too. I hadn't expected that. Why, Casey? What's it all about? Plates. Those counterfeited plates. All this over some stinking plates. The package Eddie Burke thought I had? Yeah. Eddie left it with me for safekeeping. I turned him over to Manny... He told me we'd clean up and leave town by the time Eddie got out. Only we didn't. Eddie came to me. Wanted the plates. So you lied and said you'd give them to me. I needed time. I needed time to talk to Manny. He decided... 
how to get rid of Eddie. When you came along, he told me to drug you. He'd handle the rest. Then I came here. I phoned him at home and told him where I was. He didn't waste any time getting here. All those stinking plates. They meant more to him than I did. Man, he didn't trust me. This way nobody knew about the plates but him. He didn't trust me. And in his business, you don't trust anyone. Now... Oh. I better keep quiet and lie still. No. No, I got to talk. Talking keeps my mind off the pain. Talk to me. Talk to me, Diamond. Talk. All right, Nancy, I'll talk to you. <laughs> you swim, Diamond. I used to like swimming. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Lie still. Good pain. I never could stand pain. Nancy. Well, at least it doesn't hurt anymore, does it, kid? Yes, Helen, dear? You sure I can't get something to help your face? Mm, not unless you have an old gas mask handy. You poor boy, I can't stand to see you all beaten up like this. You can't stand it. Honey, honey, it's my face. Well, in its present form, I wouldn't brag about that. Oh, now that's what I like, a gal to cheer you up after a hard day's work. Hard day's work. Pistol whipped, drugged, framed... What a business. And what do you get out of it? Oh, a hundred a day and a very high Macurachrome belt. Oh, I'm serious, Rick. Other men lead pleasant, quiet lives. They have nice jobs, nice homes, nice wives. Ho, ho, ho. I knew this conversation was leading somewhere. Well, while we're on the subject... I'm not safe. Dear, I want you to hear the nicest song. Oh, no. I'll sing it just for you. I might as well give up with my cold. You can sing louder than I can talk. Oh, saved by the skin of my vocal cords. Just wait until one day you have laryngitis, coward. <laughs> How much do I love you? I'll tell you no lie. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? How many times a day do I think of you? How many roses are sprinkled with dew? How far would I travel? To be where you are How far is the journey From here to a star And if I ever lost you 
How much would I cry? How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? Oh, very nice. Well, thank you, dear. Only somehow that sweet song doesn't go with that battered face of yours. No? It's like Frankenstein whistling Mother McCree. Oh, clever, clever. <laughs> you know, I could take my bruises and leave. Why don't you just snap off the lamp and then I won't notice them? Helen, at times you are endowed with genius. <laughs> Come here. Uh, and have you catch my cold? Not in your life. Oh, then let's turn the lights back on, dear. I can't stand to see all this darkness going to waste. <laughs> Tonight's Adventure of Richard Diamond was written by Dick Carr with music by Frank Worth. Virginia Gregg was heard as Helen Asher and Alan Reed as Lieutenant Walt Levinson. Others in the cast were Bill Conrad, Jeanette Nolan, and John Daner. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, is transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. Listen next week for another exciting adventure of Richard Diamond, starring Dick Powell. All right, there you have it. Richard Diamond, private detective, the Eddie Burke case. And that was originally broadcast February 8th, 1952. And you heard Dick Powell there singing, How Deep is the Ocean? Who sings better? Uh, How high is the sky? Um, yeah, it's huh? a toss-up to me. I don't know. You're How really... deep is the ocean? Yeah, you're really a good singer, Carl. Thank you. So is Dick Powell here? I think I hear him. Yeah. yeah. I think kind of sound it. like twins. I know, way. I know. Yeah, very similar. I'm hoping to get a recording gig out of this. I'm hoping that some music producer out there... Well, you know, we do have some Michael Jackson songs coming up soon, yeah. so you'll be able to show your prowess I mean, that way. There's a lot of movie... Or movie... Music <laughs> producers out there, I'm sure, listening to the show and thinking, yeah. got to sign some new talent. Like, you know, right. like Ed Sheeran. We heard Ed Sheeran right. earlier. And we're, right. I could be the next Ed Sheeran. Yes, you could right? be. Mm-hmm. I could also be the next Dick Powell right. or maybe the next Michael Jackson. Dream big, Carl. You know? Yeah. Um, so I can do the high stuff. I could do the low right. stuff. Right. Well, if you, you tell want. your agent about that. Um, so anyway, yeah. if there's anyone out there who wants to sign me to a record deal. Um, five, 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 one, two, <laughs> one, two, one, two, five, eight, eight, two, two three hundred empire. empire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed Richard Diamond, private detective time now for this month in music history. And we are doing some current songs that came out in the past year. See if you recognize this one. I want you to know that if I can't be close Harry Styles. To you, nope. Huh? I um, I think you like him. Drake? I don't know who that is. 
Uh, this is Ghost by Justin Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, this is from his sixth album this is called the Justice. This yeah. is the Bieb. Oh. Reached number one across the world, Carl, and of course here in the U.S. So. And all he has to do, I mean, he has like 10 trillion Twitter followers. Yes. All he has to do is put out a song and say, hey, my song just, you know, just dropped. And here it and is. And then boom, it becomes number one. Well, he also does know how to sing, so it helps. He does. He, he does know does, how to sing. Yeah. He does. Know. He's not auto-tuned or anything there, like I would need to be. Well, I don't know if he is or he isn't, but he definitely can sing. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, maybe he might want me to go on tour with him. Yeah, backup sing. singer. Well, no, I was thinking he would sing backup to oh, me. Oh, right. Well, that could happen as well. You know, definitely. I was yeah. thinking that. Yeah, I'm sure but, you were. <laughs> but I'm always, you know, you gotta have a dream, right? Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks, Lisa. Sure. Glad you think I sing as good as Justin Bieber. Yeah, or better. Obviously. Or better. Right. Um, more of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's a musical variety episode of the Bing Crosby Show with special guest James Stewart from 1953. Plus, we're going to play Name That Michael Jackson tune, right, Lisa? That's exactly right. We're going to need a caller to play the game, be on the air, and win some prizes and have a lot of fun with us. So give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number 21. 312-642-5600. Play the game. We'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.